From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. And good morning, William, from North Charleston. Good morning. How is everything down in South Carolina today? It's good. It's warm, you know, a little yeah. warm, about five degrees warmer, but uh, very nice to be this close to, you know, the coastline. Good luck to the Highlanders tonight. Yeah, yeah. We need it. Thank you. Bad, bad <laughs> night for the Hokies last night up at the Dome. Yeah, it was. Really bad. Judah Mintz lost, went off. Uh, they've lost six of eight. You know, and winning on the road has been really tough for this team. Uh, they're one and nine in road games this year, and – I think that Coach Young, if you would have asked him before the season, with with some veterans returning, that he would have expected better than a one and nine road record uh, for this team. Um, but at, at the end of the day, they're so good at Castle. Uh, you know, they still got a shot at a winning season here, but and and maybe some postseason play. But you know, they're they're just they're just not good away from home, obviously, and. You know, the game last night, they're in it, and then SU goes on that 32-14 to 14 run to end the half. Mm-hmm. And it was the, it kind of a similar story that happened at Pitt on Saturday. The game is tied. And then Pitt goes on, what was it, a 20 to nothing run? And so, you know, you give up one of those runs during the course of a game and make substitutions, call timeouts, and nothing helps. You know, your odds of winning on the road when you give up that kind of, of spurt to the home team and, and Syracuse, by the way, is playing really well. But your odds of doing that are, are uh, your odds of winning the game are low. Yeah, there's no doubt. You just can't survive those, right, Bill? I mean, those that's just too many points to give up, and you're on the negative end. It's just so tough to overcome. You know, I think Coach Young, after the game, uh, in his radio interview last night, was talking about it. He said, you know, Syracuse, was, you know, Judah Mintz was really good for them, <clears throat> as he is often, but you know, they just went over the top of Tech's defense. Yeah. They got shots they wanted. And if you go back and look at it, guys, I mean, I mean Miami. Remember the game down at Miami a couple yeah, weeks ago? right, right. Two weeks ago, right? Miami Second had 95 half. points in that game. Yeah. And then the game in Chapel Hill, Carolina scored 96. And and, and Pitt had 79 uh, Saturday. And Syracuse had 84 last night. And not many college basketball teams are, are built to win games or play a style. That's right. To That's win right. games, you know, 101-98 or 95-92. It's not the NBA. It's not 48 minutes with a 24-second shot clock. Right, yeah, right you know, you, and, and, and the Hokies don't have five NBA dudes on the court, right? They, they mm-hmm. just don't have the firepower to, to score 96, 97 points. They're just – they're not. And – they got to get better on defense, and Mike was talking about that last night. He said, "We got you got to get some stops. You can't be giving up 45, 48 points and a half." And uh, they're going to have to fix that, quite obviously, because they're running out of time. They got Wake on Saturday night, and then Louisville, Notre Dame, and, we'll, and then the tournament. Um, but it seems to be more of an issue on on the road. You know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. It, at home, yeah. they're okay. Now, Virginia can't score 50 against anybody. So, you no. know, the UVA game, <laughs> you know, that was a, you know, the Hokies look good on defense, but but against the other teams they've played. And, they, you know, they've played some good teams. You know, Syracuse looks really good right now, by the way. Their last three games, Syracuse averaging 86 points a game. And so they, they since losing at Georgia Tech, and Syracuse, they beat North Carolina. You know, maybe Syracuse is is is, is built 
to win a, a shootout type of game. Could be, yeah. Because of mints. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Makes sense. They don't mind but the higher you know, score. The, yeah. Yeah, especially at the Dome. They're all, they're all, they're all 495-90 kind of game. You know, it's well, fun to watch. I, you know. Yeah, sure. Of course sure. it's fun to watch. Well, the women don't have such issues, uh, whether they're playing at home or on the road. And, again, a lot of emotions on Sunday, and they took care of business. Ten straight wins now um, for that team. Um, they're number two seed. Seems like to me if they went out and go to the ACC tournament and win the whole thing, that they're going to be a number one again, huh? I mean, this team's Exactly well what happened anybody. last year, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought Sunday was one of the greatest days ever at Castle. Clearly the best day ever for women's basketball. The win over Carolina and game day and the way the crowd turned out. You know, a lot of times game days in conjunction, you know, with the with the game itself. They had to clear the arena. You know, all those people came out on Sunday, tons of students, lots of folks from the community. It was just amazing to see. And then they cleared the arena and then filled it back up again later in the day for the Carolina game. I, you know, they're, they're playing great. Uh, now, they've got a big game at Notre Dame tomorrow night. That game's on ESPN, by the way, at 7 o'clock from – Joyce Center in South Bend tomorrow night. And then the, the Hokies women's team is at UVA Sunday. So that's how their regular season ends up. And just so you can kind of get a sense of what's happening here. So, like, the women's tournament is next week. So next, a week from today, there are no classes. Uh, and it's the ACC women's tournament. The following week, classes resume, and then that's the men's tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different this year. Ordinarily, the ACC men's tournament hits over spring break. Uh, this year, it's the women's tournament in Greensboro that hits over spring break next week. So I think a lot of Tech fans, a lot of students, um, a lot of people are going to end up in Greensboro next week. And then the men's yeah. tournament is in D.C. in two weeks. Right, right. Well, we'll see how they uh, play it out. Kenny Brooks has them clicking on all cylinders. And I'll, I have to get your take on, uh, you know, Dan and I have been talking about it. We've talked about it all week. You know, interesting comments from Seth Greenberg, Jay Billis, and many others about the Court storming that's going on in college hoops after the Wake Duke incident. Yeah, I feel bad for Filipowski. And, you know, I know the Wake Forest AD. And, you know, unless you bring, like, ring the court with security, it can be hard to keep people off the court. We have been, you know, and I, and I saw what Seth said on TV. But, you know, Castle's built a little different. There's a wall. You know, you don't have students just standing right. on the baseline. That's right. So you have, as the visiting team – and, and by the way, there's there's railings all the way around Castle, right? So I mean, yeah, yeah. If everyone can picture it in in your head, right? One mm-hmm. end is the tunnel and a massive wall. You're not jumping out of that side. You'd end up on the first and main awning, right? Okay. And besides, it's 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 a twenty foot drop, <laughs> right? The student section, there's a huge wall there. Then then you've got the visiting team section, and there's railings all the way around. My point is, at Castle, as the visiting team, you've got 15 or 20 seconds to go to the handshake line and get out of there before the court is stormed. Some arenas aren't built that way, where the students are standing right on the court, right, essentially in risers, right behind the basket on ba- on the baseline. And and so, you know, I'll give Wake Forest, they, you know, they've apologized and they'll fix it, but I don't know that you blame the administration there for that. Uh, I mean, unless you're going to have armed guards or dogs or horses, right? It happens. And every time Wake beats Duke, they storm the court. It's not like the first time. Now, should we outlaw it like the SEC finds teams for that? That's another question. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is another question. 
Uh, Billis likes that. I know Billis is all for that, trying to figure out a way to get it from happening. Especially when you have altercations between fans and the opposing team. Um, You know, there was a situation at uh, at Marshall where a uh, football game, where the the fans at Marshall stormed the field. My my years get a little bit foggy here, but 2010, 2012, the fans stormed the field after a Marshall win, and it got an, an opposing coach got tangled up with a Marshall student, and there was an altercation, and there was a lawsuit brought against the opposing coach. Do you remember right. that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, the coach is mad. They lost the game. A student gets up into his face, and he decked him. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, now the coach is liable. Mm-hmm. When someone gets in your face and says something, you still can't punch him or her, right? So, yeah, I think it's probably best to keep. You, you know, you throw some alcohol in there. It's probably best to keep fans oh, off yeah. the off the yeah. field in the court. Well, and then by the way, you know, last night, last yeah. night, I mean, it, it yeah. happened again. Like Texas is playing That's Texas right. Tech, and the game's in in Lubbock, and the Horns are winning big. They're up by like twenty five, and a Texas player commits a really dirty foul. I mean, he hip checked a Red Raider player into the scores table. Right? I mean, it was it was quasi dirty. He didn't hit him with his hands. He gave him a good hip right into the right, and they called a flagrant. Foul, and they ejected the Texas player, right? Which is what mm-hmm. the officials do in that situation, right? But then the fans started throwing water bottles at the Texas bench. And so then they started calling technicals on Texas Tech. It was just sad to see. And I know it's a rivalry, and, and the Red Raiders hate the Longhorns, and it's their last year in the league. And, you know, the Longhorns, they're, they're on like this uh, this tour, a parting tour of the Big 12. <laughs> right. You know, the, and they go into Texas Tech, and they just beat them like a drum on the road. And you can imagine how the fans feel, right? I mean, the University of Texas ever going to play a basketball game at Texas Tech ever again? No. 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 <laughs> Once they go to the SEC? No, absolutely And, bef- and before we go, let's punch you in the face a few more times here. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the fan, they're, they're just littering the court. The, the officials are ducking. The Longhorns are ducking. You know, it's just, it's just you know, the, 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 the beauty of college athletics and hoops is passion and whatnot. But, boy, when it goes too far, it's dangerous. Yeah, right. Hey, one more topic. I know uh, – talk about what what's going on with ACC imaging. What you know, I just think people have? don't th- – th- I was watching the CBS show last night, and they were saying, you know, Wake Forest has to win out to make the tournament. Wake Forest is 25th in the net. It, it's, and you can talk to Teal about this coming up. Why do some national pundits think that this is such a terrible year in the ACC? They're going to get five teams in the tournament. It feels if, like it. I'd say I think that, too. That's, that's what I think, too. I mean, Duke and Carolina, everyone knows. But, you know, Clemson, they won again last night. If the tournament started today, Virginia would make it. Now, that, the, tonight's game at BC is huge for UVA. And clearly, Saturday's game in Blacksburg is huge for Wake Forest. But if the tournament started, there's 68 teams to get in the tournament. And and so, there's going to be five ACC teams in unless, disclaimer, Rick, okay, unless, like, UVA and Wake lose out. Well, that's right. That's right. I just I can't believe on Selection Sunday they're going to sit there and say, "Oh, that's only the only three were taken from the ACC." I just <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, but we'll see. And I and I, I think you you'll still get the nine teams from the Big Twelve in there. You you will. By the way, yeah. do you know what the ACC's record yeah. this year against the Big Twelve is? Just so I'm just going to throw this out there. For no, you. Do you know, no, I do not. Nine and three. That's got to play into it, right? What do you think? 
it's not a point? great year of depth in our league, but it's not terrible. It's not like the worst league in the, uh, the worst ACC has been. It's not. Carolina is going to be a, a top four or five. So is Duke. So is you know Clemson's going to be a top five. So, well, not I as agree. bad as not as bad as people think. It's just that we're not. We talked about a couple years, uh, a couple weeks ago, that year that I'm trying to remember the sequence here. UVA won the regular season in the ACC, then Notre Dame won the tournament, and Duke won the NCAA championship. That's right. All in the same That's year. Right. All it's the same not year. one of those years no, where you have no, three teams no. that could cut down the nets at the Final Four or more, like four, and you, uh, that, that's not a surprise. Like I, I don't think we have that. But Carolina could win it. And Duke, Duke's got the, the look of an Elite Eight Final Four team. Yeah, you know, sure, I mean, everyone says, sure. oh, what a great year the Big East is having. It, it is. I think the ACC and the Big East will both get five teams in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I concur. I concur. I just, I, I just don't see that being the case where they're going to just try to limit <laughs> the entrance. From no, there's conference. 68 teams that get in. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's room for everybody. I mean, yeah. every team that gets left out on the, on the bubble at this point in 2024. Now that this thing is expanded, if you get left out now, you didn't really get shortchanged. You probably no, lost. You're right. You probably lost three or four that you wish you could right play that again. you could get back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It is the Roth Report here on BDST from North Charleston. We're going to step out, take a break. It'll be the SMA update. Lots of good stuff going on. I love to hear the updates about the youngsters. It's Bill's Baker team game of the week. Which way might he go? And then his NRV Heart Clinic top three. All coming up. More Bill Roth, the Roth Report after this. Stay with us. You know, buying or selling a home is a really important decision. We'll trust that decision to the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have combined experience of 40-plus years right here in the New River Valley. Check their website, nrvhomes.com, to search properties. They'll give you home field advantage in a competitive market. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling, and True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. Charleston, South Carolina, as Bill Roth, the voice of Virginia Tech football, joins us. And what's going on with the SMA folks? I'm traveling today. I know they travel all over the place for you, Bill. Rick, I want to uh, shine the spotlight on a Blacksburg High School graduate this morning. Okay. A single young man by the name of Carter Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in December during break, Carter went all the way 
you know, the, the women's and the men's team, they were all down south. So they went to Orlando, and then they went to Baton Rouge, and then they went to Auburn to see cover how the Hokies play. But that wasn't during school. I want to tell you what Carter did, okay? Saturday, Carter got up and went to Pittsburgh to cover the Virginia Tech-Pitt game. Mm-hmm. Drove back to Blacksburg so that he could cover game day at Castle on Sunday. And then Monday went to Syracuse to cover the game last night. Coming home today. And I just think that is a perfect example and a representation of the passion that some of our students have. And Carter, he's a, he's a tremendous journalist. He's a great writer. He's going to be one of the broadcasters with the Salem Red Sox this summer. He'll be on the air every night down in Salem. But the, he did the Blacksburg, Pittsburgh, Syracuse uh, three different trips here. Uh, and, you know, it's Wednesday morning, and he'll get back. He'll be in class this afternoon. Well, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's really cool, and it's just a personification of your program, man. To have, you By know, the way, we don't like we don't have an SMA jet that's, like, flying people <laughs> around. Oh, that's still in progress. <laughs> still in development. The uh, Roth SMA jet is still. We don't, yeah, we don't have a little Airbus <laughs> flying kids around. They're dri- he drove to Syracuse and back after driving to Pittsburgh uh, and back. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. A lot of respect for that in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. Uh, all right. What What are you looking at for the Baker team game of the week? Lots you of know, choices. Yeah, I was thinking. You know, tonight's UVA game is big. They got they got uh, beat badly at BC last year. Ooh, you remember that? They did. And and, they did. and if that happens again, Virginia going to play itself right out of the tournament. Agreed. So Agreed. I think this is the biggest basketball game of the year for UVA. Even bigger than that North Carolina game last week. And and and. They got to figure out a way to score 50, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Bad luck. It's hard to win game. <laughs> Wake yeah. was it 47 45, but it, it, it's hard to consistently be in the 40s and beat people. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You can't win like that. You can't. It's just like you were talking about scoring 90. Yeah, you can win, but you can't give up 90, but you can't, you can't score 47 in college basketball. So. You know, they had the VHSL playoffs at Castle this past weekend, and the games are different. There's no shot clock. Yeah. So you can, you know, I mean, I guess if the other team comes out and presses you, you really can't just hold the ball. That's right. But I saw Anthony Romano had a clip of just one team. I don't recall yeah. who it was. You, I don't know if you saw it. Just yeah. holding the ball, holding the ball, middle of the floor yeah. for several minutes to, to shorten the game. Um, but I think tonight's yeah. UVA-BC game is big for UVA. But it's not our Baker team game of the week. Okay. It is not the Baker team game of the week. We're going to the SEC. Okay. Um, Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama are the top three teams in that league. And they all play each other starting the next 72 hours. Gotcha. Tennessee, Auburn tonight, and Bama Saturday. Now, the, the okay. tournament's going to be outrageous, too. But, you know, like, can, I, can I tell you just something, like, if you don't know, like, Tennessee fans hate Auburn. <laughs> yes. Yes, and, and, and 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 Alabama fans hate Tennessee. So <laughs> when right. so when you throw the games on campus, not that we don't love the tournament on a neutral site, but you know Tennessee, they're ranked fourth <laughs> in the country. Um, if they can beat Auburn and Bama back to back this week, they're going they're going to be a number one seed for sure in the tournament. Agreed. Agreed. All right, it's time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic top three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. 
always love the top three. Which way are we going today? I know, and I, and I want your help on it because I couldn't, I couldn't come to a conclusion here. Uh-oh. So in between watching all these college basketball games last night, I flipped on the Wizards game because they, they were playing the Warriors, right? And you know who came in and played an amazing second half? Played a good game, but he's been out for like, I don't know, 20-something games with, a, with an injury. Chris Paul came back and played. Oh, Chris night, Paul, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. He was amazing. He's in his 18th NBA season. He's the reason they won that game last night. And I was thinking, is he the best point guard to ever play the game? Is Chris Paul from down in Winston-Salem, Wake Forest, the best point guard ever? He's been an NBA All-Star 12 times. He's been named NBA First Team four times, nine-time All-Defensive Team. He was the Rookie of the Year in the NBA. He was the Rookie of the Year in the ACC, right? I mean, and now he's in his 18th year. That's a long time to play point guard in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it is. So I was thinking, all right, I'm going to name who – who are the top three point guards, true point guards to ever play? Ever. So, like, you know, Magic was a scorer, but, you know, was Magic really a point guard? Well, he was, but he could also start at center, as he did in the NBA Finals yes, against he did. the Celtics. 42 right? points, right? Yeah, yeah. As a center, yeah. All right. You know, Matt – Magic could have been uh, – uh, he, he might be the best one, two, three, or four ever to play, right? Jordan was a shooting guard. So who's the best? My top three are Jason Kidd, John Stockton, and Chris Paul. But I need you. They're all amazing. They're all Hall of they Famers. They are. They okay? are. I mean, they've all done the Olympics. They've gone gold medals, NBA this, NBA that, right? And I was thinking, is I think it's between Stockton and Paul. Yeah, Stockton, yeah, I think Stockton gets a little bit of the edge for me. Um, I would have uh, – maybe Isaiah Thomas. Just, I know he, he doesn't get yeah, – his yeah. reputation hurts him a lot. But, boy, when he was in that league and starring, he was special at that position. What Stockton too. has is he, you know, he played for the same team his whole career. Well, that's right. That's exactly – that's huge. That's and huge. that helped a very, very good team and – you know, if you I didn't know this till I was researching this. John Stockton is the all-time NBA steals leader. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. S- Chris Paul hasn't had that luxury. Can you no, imagine it? No. He's been on a bunch of different teams like he t- has, you know? But to play 18 years in the NBA, I he's right there and he's not done yet. No. He is no. not done yet. No, and, and he really respects the game too, which I like. So. Love him as a player and just watching him you know, he's, he's calming. He knows what to do with the ball. That That's my point. Not that I wouldn't take magic. Not that I sure. wouldn't take Oscar Robertson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, We're, Oscar I mean, this is like, Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's like true. the elite of the elite of the elite over a, de- <laughs> a century. I mean, it, it, the pick one is hard. It but, is hard. But I want to, I just, I, you know, can we say he's the greatest point guard ever to come out of the ACC? <laughs> there you go. That Yeah, there you go. I like that. Right, I Stockton like that. went to Gonzaga, and Jason Kidd was Arizona, right? So, yeah, let's just, just go with that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, man. Great stuff, as always. Appreciate you uh, joining Enjoy the game tonight. Charleston. Yeah. Enjoy it. Hope so, brother. I hope so. Take care, man. Have a great rest of the week. See you, man. There you go. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We're taking a break. Coming back. From one Hall of Famer to the next, David Teal joins us. We'll talk about this whole mess with UVA. I mean, he covers them very closely. And uh, what does he think about the NCAA participation from the ACC? More coming up as we roll along here on this Wednesday from Charleston.